0: Hello, I'm Joshua Vickery and
1: I'm Mary Thompson Hunt. Welcome to From
0: the Heart. Central Florida is widely known for its tourist spots and attractions, but many people don't know about its thriving arts community.
1: On this show, we are excited to introduce to you talented and passionate artists who shape our arts community. How do they create and why? And how can Central Florida benefit from an even greater arts presence?
0: On each episode, we will introduce you to guests who are influential leaders and artists who are truly making a difference.
1: From the heart, with a capital A-R-T. Oh, hello, Mary. Hi, Joshua.
0: If we didn't have outside projects, I feel like I would have to introduce myself to you again. (laughs) We just haven't been together on a Thursday in several weeks. It's been a while. It makes me very sad, but very happy that we have... Lots of awesome things that are happening. Yes, we've, and
1: we've both been doing a lot of what we talk about.
0: And we also have a lot of great um, guest hosts that come in and help yes. either you or I when we mm-hmm. need to be out. So wonderfully talented people who share the conversation with here, us. yeah How are you? Well,
1: welcome home.
0: Oh, it's good to be home. I don't think I'm traveling for like three weeks. That's really wonderful. <laughs> so tell us what you've been up to. Oh, all sorts of things. A uh, lot of advocacy work, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of advocacy work, and then a lot of um, traveling still with all of our programs in arts and wellness and arts and aging. So uh, a lot of our grants, you know, have uh, travel attached to it to go and and meet with organizations, get best practices, gather curriculum. So spending more time in D.C. Has anything wowed you
1: in that area that you've recently learned?
0: You know, uh, there's a lot of things that wow me. We we actually just announced to our board that we, um, in the areas of aging and arts and wellness, Um, we now have 55 site-specific programs that are happening. So 55 locations in three counties where this stuff is going on. So every day is like a new adventure. A lot of it is arts integration. So taking wonderful organizations, you know, that might be working in Parkinson's or dementia or autism or motor disabilities and integrating the arts into their already scheduled program, so we don't we do not want the arts to be seen as a luxury we want every population and people group to be able to experience it. and are so, you
1: able to quantify what type of results you're getting
0: yeah in a big way one of the things that's so interesting you'll find this really interesting we're working you know in so many different cool innovative um ways that are attached to data gathering and one of those is we're working with the early learning coalition which is the government-funded um, programs uh, for early learning here in Orange County. And um, there's a lot of focus on the three to five age group, but not much from newborn to two huh. when it comes to the arts. Um, and so we are working at several pilot locations, and one of those is in Pine Hills for a mostly um, wonderful Haitian community. Hmm. And a lot of these Haitian newborn babies are have an innate um, just – just an innate uh, fear of caucasian people uh, it's just they, they're not used to it because they're not surrounded by caucasian people and so they've asked us to bring in caucasian teaching artists and to work with these newborns in music and movement and dancing with them so there becomes an emotional connection and to kind of reverse that fear at as a newborn um, which is like amazing wow. <laughs> and the government is studying it and it's like it's the arts are powerful. I mean, it's really, really powerful, and we're seeing that really, literally happen right in front of our art eyes. We're seeing these beautiful Haitian newborn babies just smile and laugh and be enthralled with the teaching artists that are working with them. So there's yeah, there's some neat well, stuff and happening. And you've
1: always said about the arts start at young, but just who would have think who would think that it would be with uh, I don't know different cultures and. Yeah, races. That's interesting.
0: Well, we're working with um, even in a lot of uh, classes right now in programs where we're working with moms and while the baby is still in the womb and how does that affect the connection to mom and baby and all sorts of things. I love it.
1: That's
0: that's beautiful. Some really neat stuff. So, yes, there's a lot going on. I'm glad (laughs) I
2: asked.
1: So uh, we got to host the the Miss Orlando pageant. I know. It was so fancy. That was fun. It was nice to see you all dressed up in your tux.
0: Oh, well, you You were the one who was very sparkly and beautiful, I have to say. So many talented women, though, right? Yes, yes. And I know this is our third year I think we've done this, Mm -hmm. and we always say after the question and answer time, When these ladies pull these really difficult questions out of the Mm -hmm. fishbowl to answer, that we're really glad that we're not having to answer them. Exactly. I mean, they're really hard questions. I know. And they answer them with such poise and such grace, Mm -hmm. and then their talent and their fitness and and it's all about giving scholarship money away, yeah. and they gave away a lot of money they that did. night. I'm to really proud of Orlando for doing that. Yeah, I really am too. David, shout out to David Wheeler. I was just thinking that. Thank you, David,
1: the, and thanks for having us back every year.
0: The Miss Orlando Scholarship Pageant, and we we talked to the the judges. The judges uh, all wanted to come on the show and talk about the art of pageantry.
1: We're going to do that, right? And we are going to yes. do that I think because that's they're really serious cool. about the
0: pageants. It is, and it's a lifestyle for a lot mm-hmm. of those young ladies, and they work hard and they train hard and they. Uh, it's a really cool thing and and they get such neat experiences to talk about their platforms you know they all have a platform that of something that they're passionate about mm-hmm. and if they become a title holder they spend a whole year really trying to elevate that platform in the community and they're given lots of opportunities to do that and it's life-changing for these young ladies it really is here, here. it's very cool
1: anything new for you uh well th- that was that was new uh I wish I had thought of this before you asked. I have a new car. Is that does that count? <laughs> yes, it's wonderful.
0: I call your car like the orange toaster because it's, it's like this. It's not anymore. I know. It's, What's your new color? Uh,
1: uh, it's called gunmetal gray. Oh, that, that
0: sounds so fancy.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's what they call it. Um, I, I have to every time I park it. Still, I have to look for my car and go. Wait, is that my car? Is that my car? Because <laughs> I'm not used to having a new car.
0: And how many miles did your old car have, Mary?
1: Oh, it had a close to three hundred thousand.
0: Three hundred thousand, close to it. <laughs> so yeah. I think you deserved a new but car. it just ran great. It did. You never had any issues it was with a, it. It was
1: a Honda Element. It it and it worked great. It always felt like a new car. Yeah. But now I know what a new car feels like. I'm <laughs> like, oh, that's right.
0: Um, so, but now you have a Honda CRV. And i want to give
1: a shout out to um, my mom, my golden mom. She. Got, had her friend call us and say, "Go pick out a car. Golden wants to get you a car." Who does that in wow, this world? It's I'm amazing. gonna cry now. Pretty incredible. But, um, and so, yeah, I know your mouth is open. That's how mine was for <laughs> every time I get in. I go, "God, Golda, thank you." Uh, it's yeah, it's just a, a love, and we. She knows we love to go see her in Sarasota, yeah. so I guess that's also helping us get there safe and back.
0: And um, have you named the new car yet? Yeah, Golda. No, <laughs> ask.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I was going to say it's a name Golda, but I, mean, I, don't I, tell I want to tell everyone that, but now but. everyone listening knows. If you see me go, hey, Mary, you're in Golda's car.
0: <laughs> I love that. Um, you know, I just wanted to, uh, before we dive into a conversation with our incredible guest today, I, I just want to give a shout out to the whole Hamilton excitement. I do think it's so neat to see uh, m- my social media has been blowing up like there was just a big sports game in town, right? Like, people are excited about it. And it's something that's has changed you know whether you like or don't like Hamilton it is something that has really radically changed the way people think about musical theater introducing rap and hip hop and it's such a wonderfully diverse show so i just i just think it's so cool that it's here in Orlando and that so many people are so excited to go and see it and be a part I of it. I
1: can't wait. I'm going real soon. I, my friend Cindy Murray is taking me and I just can't wait to be there.
0: Yeah. Well, and I, there's all these fun sayings. I, I don't really even know the music that much. I think I might maybe listen to a few songs, but there's like a, you know, I, I'm in the room where it happens and I'm not going to throw in my shot, you know, and there to see these young teenagers and students quoting that and hashtagging that on their social media Boy, that's powerful. That's the arts. The arts are instilling in them confidence and bravery and to not give up. And Mm -hmm. And I just love it. And it
1: reaches out to the arts has the ability to reach out to every and anyone.
0: Yeah, it truly does. Yeah, it absolutely does. And that's why we're here. That's why we're here. And that's why our guests are here. <laughs> <laughs> so let's introduce our guests. We are so excited today to have Chelsea Heiling, the marketing and box office manager of the Annie Russell Theater at Rollins College, and also Dr. David Charles, chair of the Department of Theater and Dance at Annie Russell Theater at Rollins Welcome you two Welcome, Welcome. Thank Yay. you for having us Oh so we much. are so glad To have David's you David's got his radio voice Yeah, on. yeah know, much deeper know. Than I usually talk I was, <laughs> I was quite
3: surprised Even from, from inside I just wanted your listeners To be able to differentiate Between me and Chelsea Yeah <laughs>
0: uh, Well you know So Mary has this amazing You know she's been doing voiceover work Her entire yeah, life She's yeah. like the female Voice of Disney So when you do a radio show With a woman like that You're like oh gosh You sound like Mickey Mouse Josh right <laughs> so, so now I have Mary On one side And I have suave English was <laughs> it England? English? Uh, New Zealand. New Zealand. better. New Zealand over here. <laughs> all right. Okay. Okay. So now David and Mary, you guys have known each other a long time, right? Yes. And how was that so? Well,
1: at Comedy Warehouse at Pleasure Island. Yeah. And I remember David's first night and I got to do the first scene with David, which I remember, because we had a blast. Yeah. Mary, did you make people laugh at that night? At wh- Comedy... That night with, with David? I th- in all due respect... <laughs> Every night. Um, (laughs) How (laughs) dare you ask. Well, that was my job. (laughs) But I will say that whenever I have the honor of working with someone on their first time on that stage when I did, uh, it was an honor and it was all about them. Mm. and that's part of why i remember like i was like i am there whatever you need but what thrilled me is like you didn't need much but space like all right dude you got this go <laughs> i was awesome. with you okay. you you were on it
0: so do you now either both of you remember the night your first night do either one of you remember a zinger or something funny that happened Oh god
3: that, that's hard for me because they come and go they so come quickly. and
0: go yeah. there were so many shows but to right?
3: mary's point what i remember and uh miss about performing with mary is there there's a. Uh, category of performer that has just an innate generosity mm. where you feel you're not competing with them on the stage and that could be quite a competitive uh, environment <laughs> yeah. at Comedy Warehouse but but rather you're working with someone who is looking to set you up mm-hmm. and help you shine and that was certainly what I was hoping to emulate mm. while I was there as well. So
0: yeah I can imagine that you would be you would feel very safe with Mary yeah. on stage. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's really cool. Well
1: to me the best work in improvisation I can't wait to hear both of you talk about the art um, is when it surprises both of you mm. what together you mm. are creating and what mm-hmm. you've created at the end of it. Yeah. So if it's all me going in doing me, then that's boring after right. a while, right? I, I would, or just the same. But let's see what we are going to discover and create tonight with this group out there watching and being a part of it. That was what kept us on the edge, or at yeah. least me. Yeah. Tell me, what are, what are your thoughts? And you're both improvisers, so I, I can't wait to hear, yeah. what's the
2: ideal... Um, philosophy that you work through oh man I mean I'm, mine is largely learned from David at Rollins so I was a student at Rollins uh I graduated in 2010 from the program and that's where I learned learned that improv wasn't an a thing you know uh I had um maybe played some games in high school or something <laughs> but to think of it as this this art form that I could do man mind-blowing stuff um and now we do work together at sac comedy labs. Yeah. So. Oh, that's so
0: fun. Yeah, so you got yeah. your degree from Rollins. I did. And was it in theater, musical
2: theater it or was it was in theater performance? Okay. Um not knowing necessarily that I would go into the administration or I'm not sure I even considered that that was a a path. I didn't I didn't even cross my mind really mm-hmm. until um later into my college journey that oh, I could uh be an an, an arts administrator and now mm-hmm. we I preach the gospel of of that.
0: Yeah, and now you have the ability to teach and to mentor other people to choose that career, right? You I have do, a whole I mentorship do. program. I've been honored to be a part of oh, it.
2: Thank you. Yeah, yeah, and so
0: what does that look like for you? What are you what are you investing in students when it comes to arts administration?
2: I think oh, and this is a bigger topic of what of Rollins and the liberal arts experience, but um the idea that all in this day and age, almost every artist needs to be prepared to administrate Mm -hmm. their own career. You know, it's, it's unusual for an artist not to need, not to have to market themselves. Mm. Um, whether it's just being able to sell yourself to a director or really creating a whole online presence for yourself, you know, Mm -hmm. this entrepreneurship culture that we're in the gig, the gig economy. But, um, but yeah, I'm a big fan of having, um, you know, administrators at the helm that that love the art, but also have a strong background in finance and Mm -hmm. um, fundraising and all, you know, all the skills that we need to make the show go on.
0: Sometimes you can find those left and right brain people, right, who Mm -hmm. just love creativity and might be an artist themselves, but then they also have the skill set to be able to to be an administrator. Mm -hmm. You would say that, you know, an artist has to be their own business, right? I mean, you've been your own business your entire
1: life. And it's not easy. Yeah. One thing I will tell you all about a little bit later, maybe one day we'll do it on a show. Uh, I just started a business with Steve Pernick and Jake Lockwood. We Mm. bring the funny where we are now marketing ourselves as a a comedy group, a comedy group that writes, a comedy group that produces, a comedy group that performs. uh, And it's, it's a lot. I'm hmm. like, oh my gosh, I'm on this side of it now. Yeah. So I'm so glad yeah. you're here. We're gonna have a lot more questions to ask you.
0: Yeah, yeah. When we come back, so this we're just getting started. This conversation <laughs> with Rollins and the Annie Russell Theater with Chelsea and with Dr. David. So join Mary and I back here on From the Heart Magic 107.7 FM. Welcome back to From the Heart on Magic 107.7 FM. This is Joshua Vickery with my beautiful and talented co-host Mary Thompson Hunt. And we are so excited to be back together uh, this week to talk about all the great things that are happening in our arts community. And today we are talking to two professionals and and, and artists themselves um, from the Annie Russell Theater at Rollins College. And I want to just kind of dive right in because I think Annie Russell Theater is one of those hidden gems and jewels of our arts community. Maybe not even our arts community but our community in general Mm -hmm. and i I was just reading and we were talking about over the break that it's the longest continuously operating theater in the state of florida and named the national register of historic places what a cool theater
3: dr david tell us like why do you love this space uh it it is one of those spaces that you walk in and you're like i get to work here right Mm -hmm. and it, it comes with this a uh, sense of legacy, this uh, sense of we want to pay homage to all of the people who have been there before. Mm. And and with its own beautiful history and uh, traditions, uh, there's a, a door that leads to nowhere um, on the back of the proscenium that uh, our sort of uh, our ritual is if that door creaks open while you're in rehearsal, um, it means Annie is listening to your rehearsal oh. period in the cruise. Right? Okay, so who that. is Annie? So uh, Annie Russell, who it's named after, was a, a famous actress of the uh, the... Early part of the prior century is probably the easiest mm, way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she she actually performed in that theatre. It was Bach uh, who made the donation, mm. um, and gave the funds to create a theatre in her name. And it's been running. That this is, our claim to fame, right? Continuously s- since then. So this is our. 86th season, I think we're talking wow. about chess.
2: Wow. Yep.
0: 86th David. season. That's amazing. Yeah. 86th
3: season. Yeah. And always been connected
0: to Rollins College? Yeah, yes. Okay. The
2: story behind it being built is really beautiful as well. Annie uh, uh, Annie Russell was good friends with Elizabeth Curtis Bach of the Bach Tower mm. family, and they mm. wrote letters back and forth, and we, we have some of these letters at the college. Annie's reflecting on her career, and she was this very small woman, like four and a half feet mm. um, and you couple that with the fact that she was performing in the early 1900s and she's talking about how she she just was basically spent her career tied to railroad tracks. She made a lot of money. <laughs> mm. She was in a lot of really popular plays but she was this waifish damsel in distress character almost every play and she said, I wish I would have got to play some of these Shakespeare strong women, some of the, mm. you know, um, and uh, essentially Elizabeth Curtis Bach said, I'm really involved with this fledgling expressive arts program down here in Florida Come down here; it'll be great for your health. Um, I'll I'll build you a theater, and you run it, and uh, you perform what you've always wanted to oh perform. Oh my gosh. Wow. So maybe we all have our girlfriends Mary, buy that's gonna us a theater. going to you one day. Somebody's
0: gonna buy you a theater and wow. say, "Just do your thing. Do your
2: oh thing. My- Produce <laughs> your season." So she lived and worked there until she passed away, and uh, her 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 spirit, I believe, is of course there's ghost hunters who would confirm this fact, yes, but yeah, uh, is is. Fills the place. I love wow, that. I actually have never beautiful. heard that story. I think no, that's, like, that's that absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. So,
0: how long did Annie Russell do do work there in the theater?
2: Gosh, so she was working she was working at the at Rollins with the expressive arts majors before they built the theater. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was working at, at the theater for five years. So she was there to supervise the building mm-hmm. of it in 1932, and then she passed away in 1936.
0: Wow! So, and what do you think? What do you think in those first few formidable years did she pass on that still you have today? like what what about her legacy still
3: lives on? i i, I would love question. yeah, no i I would love to think or and certainly in my time as chair, something that I've tried to be very conscious of is that legacy of strong women. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so many liberal arts programs and theater programs in general. Um, graduate uh, a disproportionate number of women and you can either pretend that isn't the case and keep mm. doing your mm. large male casts <laughs> or um, you can embrace that. And uh, dare I say, I think Chelsea is also evidence of us as a college of bracing oh, she, yeah. She's an yeah. alum yes. we're very proud of. <laughs> uh, uh, but that, you know, we, we're actively looking for material. Um, we're committed to uh, having female playwrights uh, on our main stage season. We're committed to having at least half our roles go to our, Uh, We've got great male actors, obviously, of course, but Mm -hmm. we have a a depth of female talent Mm -hmm. that I think is truly impressive. Um, So for me, that's very much connecting to this rallying cry of Annie, um, as we love to call her, and our commitment to finding space and voice um, for exciting stories uh, that represent a a cross-section and an important cross-section of our society. Uh,
1: David, I'm blown away and... Thank you. What a you know what a beautiful tribute to Annie mm-hmm. and to women and women in theater, and to hear you say that is very promising so thank you so much i got chills
0: here yeah i agree i I wasn't expecting something so profound when i asked that (laughs) question but i i'm so glad i did because i think that is that's really important for students Mm -hmm. you know women who are going into the arts are going to theater to hear that this commitment is here from rollins and from this department Mm -hmm. that we are we are committed to to Helping and giving resources to and educating women to be yes. successful in the arts, I love it.
1: Any Any Russell is here today.
2: He's <laughs> in the house. Is your door creaking? But I was up the, door door, uh, the door must be
0: creaking. Yeah,
3: yeah. So uh, you have a, a show coming up, right? That you're directing. We do, and you've you've handed me a beautiful segue, in fact, <laughs> um, because we've been uh, blessed to collaborate with the Farm Theater in New York City, who. It's a five, It's in its fifth year now as a program, and their charge is to help develop new playwriting voices in the mm. American landscape. The farm? Uh, yeah, the farm theater. Now, I don't know a lot about baseball, so don't follow this line of <laughs> questioning too far, <laughs> okay. but it's that, the notion of you have farm teams in baseball, yeah, uh, right, you do. Yeah. that feed into it's like the like your triple
0: A and double yeah. A. Oh, okay. yeah.
3: So they feed into the major leagues, right? So <sighs> it's the notion that this is a company dedicated to the development of new scripts to wow. help feed those scripts up the pipeline. Mm. And so uh, we're one of three colleges uh, in this particular cabal uh, collaboration. Sorry, um, the others been Furman and Center College in Kentucky, and they together we've commissioned a playwright Kimberly Bowflower to write a new work that is sort of representative of this cultural and historic moment that will also provide roles uh, for a college age demographic. Wow! Mm. Yeah,
1: that's beautiful. It, it, yeah. it has
3: been. Um,
1: And Uh, you commissioned her. That's amazing. Yeah,
3: yeah. So, and it's one of these great, you know, perhaps as one college, we couldn't have afforded to do this. But under the sort of leadership of farm theater, this is sort of what they do. And it started with a trip this last, well, it didn't start, but one of the big moments was this last summer. Um, a cohort of us from Rollins went to New York and actually, with a team of professional actors, were reading the first draft of the play that now oh, we're on. Wow. Probably is it our fourth draft, I think, that's right. come through? Yeah.
2: yeah. Wow. See it change.
0: So it's a world premiere, right? Yeah. Or, I mean, are you the first of the three colleges Wait to do a second, it? the
3: second, but I think it would be fair to say it's still a world premiere because it's changed sure. significantly since the first um performance at center college about Mm -hmm. what was it three months ago Mm -hmm. and we're still actively in revision so kimberly joined us this last weekend Watched a run of the show, and then we spent the following day. She had uh, from simple edits, she's an absolute poet. So she'd be like, Could we add a like there? Or I'd like oh. to change that year to a so, or like oh, it went from yeah. real minutiae yeah. to I- I'd like to rework this scene. I'm going to change the order. I'm g- I've got to rewrite, you know. So it went wow. from small to substantial. Wow. Um, and so uh, it, it's an amazing moment for the company of young actors and aspiring actors. To, uh, well, to go back to your earlier quote to be in the room where it happens right? yes. yeah. <laughs> we, so, we so often inherit scripts.
1: So uh, often actors never have that kind of experience. No, That's no. amazing and, mm-hmm. and that
3: in very real ways their fingerprints might end up on the finished product. Ah! You know, This may be mm-hmm. a published play mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. they're like you know what I was there when we workshop that little moment and change those lines and you know that their, their work and all of their talent and energy uh, is bigger than this one individual moment of
1: what performance. What an experience you're giving these students
3: and it's so neat
0: to see artists be able to take something that's organic or new or the first time and how that is different than Uh bringing something that's already been in existence and somebody else has done to life we see that um like with our orchestra Mm -hmm. so sometimes with our big symphony orchestra they'll play all this incredible music that many orchestras have played before and it's fun and it's great but then something is written especially for them yeah. and they play it for the first time yeah. and the joy and the excitement, yeah. and the, mm. you know, the, the chills and the energy like nobody's ever played this as an orchestra before. Right.
3: And your, your ensemble is going to experience that on stage. Wow. Absolutely. And Chelsea can attest to the multi-pronged facet of this. We, you know, we are inventing everything in, in terms of the marketing campaign, in terms of the rehearsal process. I can't look to other productions to seek wisdom Ooh. or to help me uh, sort of solve perhaps some of the trickier moments of the text. You know, so it that is humbling and exciting at the same point.
2: And w- when, when does this go on? February 15th <laughs> is opening night. Uh, opening night's going be, gonna to be really special because we have the artistic director of the Farm Theater, Patrick Lillis, and Kimberly Bellflower will be there for opening night. Wow. So that's Will there a be a talk Fridays. back that evening? A talk back on the 16th. So we have oh, a big nice. party on the 15th, which will be um, more about uh, raising a glass and um, having some snacks and, and, of course, getting to meet them. And then on the 16th, after that performance will Do a talk back with us. So, their anyone team. that
1: comes on the 15th or the 16th will actually be able to experience either the party or the talk back? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Oh oh my. And so, how might anyone listening to this get tickets to <laughs> this? Well, oh, I'm glad <laughs> sure Or anyone sitting here amongst you. That's, that's like how music to a marketing manager's ears. i
3: say the title of the play. Oh, yes, I should say the title. Because the title of the play is provocative, just in and of itself. Oh, shall I do the honors? John
2: Proctor is the Villain by Kimberly. Proctor is the villain. So,
3: if you don't immediately get the reference, if you. It's uh, Crucible, you, right? Yeah, there well it is. done. Well done, yeah. Josh. Yeah, no, so some of us may not have dusted that off for yeah. a little bit. <laughs> um, but um, it, it's set in rural Appalachian, Georgia, in a high school. And uh, think of it as a, a young group of students trying to deal with identity, uh, sexual education, um, their relationships with each other post the Me Too movement, mm-hmm. and, and how much that has changed and complicated narratives that, uh, well, frankly, deserve to be changed and complicated. Um, And that's very much this community that we're watching, these young people uh, trying to reimagine a play such as John Proctor. They're in an English class. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's a a lot of narrative about John Proctor as being, you know, my name and this heroic figure. Well, what happens when um, a bodied experience competes against someone's reputation. Ooh. And we don't want to explode too many of the great secrets in the sure, script, sure. right? But, but it, that, that's, uh, in a nutshell, the gist. But yeah, there, there's easy ways to get tickets. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Rollins.edu
2: slash Annie. Go <sighs> online, and we've we got an online box office. And of course, you can give us a call at 407-646-2145. But, awesome. And um, how much are yeah. tickets? 20 bucks nice. 20 bucks oh, and of course nice. we have <laughs> discounts for students um seniors alums of the college groups we can and we, and can we make decided it happen a while you. ago
3: that we we haven't included an upcharge for the opening night reception so you get to raise a, a glass of champagne we wanted to make that um, a community moment for mm. our campus okay. and okay. encourage people to so as you both know there's so much work that goes into the arts and i think yes, it's important yes. Um, uh regardless of if it was your favorite show ever, I think it's important to have that breath together and celebrate all the hard work that went on. Oh, I sure, love that. So sure. you
0: open on Friday, February 15th. You close on Saturday, February 23rd. There's a Saturday matinee. There's a Sunday matinee. Mm-hmm. So lots of opportunities to go and I'm see the us show. i that
1: website
0: one more time, Joshua. It is rollins.edu. Slash Annie. Slash Annie. Slash it Annie and it's John Proctor is the villain. And it's directed by... Dr. David.
1: Dr. David Charles.
0: (laughs) (laughs) you got to come see it, if not for only that reason, right? Awesome. Well, we're going to learn more about Rollins College and the incredible liberal arts experience and theater that they offer to students when we come back on From the Heart, Magic 107.7 FM.
1: Welcome back to From the Heart. I'm Mary Thompson Hunt here with my distinguished co-host, Joshua Vickery. Uh, and we are very excited that today we have from Rollins College Theater Department, Dr. David Charles and Chelsea Highland, both of I've had the pleasure of working on stage with. <laughs> that makes me so happy that you're both here <laughs> representing improv. Yay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I had a question during the break and you said, uh, Joshua, why don't you ask it on air? And I will. I will. What advice would you give to a young person saying, "I want a career in theater"? Mm. What would you say? Do you want to get, okay, get, do all do right. <laughs> <I'll> play a <laughs> game of <laughs> chicken. She's the younger person of the two of us, <laughs> <laughs> here. which may, probably Her makes is fresher.
2: Fresher, <laughs> maybe less <laughs> less tried. Uh, <laughs> gosh, for I think the 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 theme of my first ten years of career has been relationships, mm. and the um, I mean the fact that. Uh, literally, you know, uh, Doctor D is now my my boss, but we also performed at SAC. But a lot of our students um, are now running the show. You know, in low at different places around town, and um, even the world has gotten so small. You know, mm. uh, that it's important to build relationships, build them in a genuine way, and get get brave when it comes to reaching out. That's part of this mentor program Mm -hmm. that Joshua so generously participates in. Part of the the goal of that mentor program is to teach students to reach out, ask big questions. Um, Don't be shy when you see a career that you admire. Uh, Go, go, uh, go get a cup of coffee, you know? (laughs) Mm. So
1: when you say relationships uh, to cultivate them, let me dive a little deeper into that. Asking questions, is that your answer to how to cultivate a deeper relationship with someone? Because for younger be people, that's a real question. We're, we're with younger mm. people now that their eyes and ears yes. are in their cell phones yes. and computers. Uh. And so what's well, a conversation? So um, <laughs> a little bit of advice for that if they're awkward with the communicating.
2: Well, that's part of the requirement of the mentor program is that yeah. it has to be an in-person meeting. And uh, gosh, I just don't know if there's a substitute for being around, going to see good art um, and the the sort of connections and opportunities that will flow from being in the right place at the right time, and um, yeah, I guess f- for me relationships are built by pouring in time. I think in time, mm-hmm. time, yeah. And
1: you know, you just said something about art. One of my favorite ways to get to know someone or spend time with someone that I don't really know is to go to a museum or Ooh. to go to see a show. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of a show or while you're walking through a museum you see what catches someone's eye or they see what catches your eye. And yes. then you talk about that. Mm-hmm. And without talking about who you are, you're expressing what you appreciate. And so for anyone listening, I, I think I just discovered for me, yes. I think that a neat way for me to build relationships is through art, is through going to a concert or to a museum or, or to an art show and seeing what comes out of your mouth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, and I love I love seeing
0: shows. I love experiencing art or being at a concert, but I love equally... As soon as it's over turning to the person that i went with what did you think about yeah. that uh-huh. right? right and what did you get out of that and it's it's always so different than what i got out of it right like there's mm. so many cool things and conversations that come out of those and we we talk about that all the time how art really opens doors for conversations it facilitates conversations that are sometimes uneasy yes. like this this uh john proctor is the villain is Ooh. gonna yeah. is gonna allow yeah. A lot of doors to be opened by the audience to talk about after the show's over. Boy, the parking lot conversations are going to be amazing. Um, But yeah, I think that's cool how Mm -hmm. art does facilitate relationship through
1: conversation. conversation. Mm -hmm. Art is a conversation. Mm -hmm. Jason said that to me once, and I I agree. It's a conversation between the person looking at his work and Jason, even if he's not there, Mm -hmm. whether they know Mm -hmm. it or not. And it's also a conversation between you and the person with whom maybe you're observing it with. So Mm -hmm. art instigates conversation you know it's
0: interesting that you say that i don't think i've ever thought of the artist who is not in the room their their painting might be on a wall is still having a conversation with the person that's observing it the they same have way annie russell say. is still yeah. being yeah. In, in the We're, room right. we, we've
3: literally had that in our rehearsal process right I, I joked with kimberly bellflower when she was visiting you're used to talking about the playwright as this removed Mm. what I believe the playwright is it's and it's so it's funny you're having this conversation about this playwright in this abstract sense and then the playwright is sitting beside you wow. a, in a concrete sense and going yes I don't think you've got that bit quite right I'm, that sh- I'm
0: sure there were times where in your mind you thought oh I think she means but yeah. then she yeah. corrected you like no <laughs> I actually did mean no, this it's, <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's wonderfully
3: humbling yeah that's, uh, and, that's interesting and, what and would well you, that's the, di-
1: the director's job is to yeah. Give you the vision, interpret, w- interpret, really. interpret, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but you but, can't
3: help but filter it through your own life experiences and your own sort of opinions, right? So it's yeah. it's this beautiful delicate You're the vessel, yeah, ba- balancing that mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So, Doctor David, what would you say? The same question that Mary yeah, asked yeah. Chelsea. It's such
3: a good question. Um, I think I've got a two prong attack. Because mm-hmm. one is, um, sort of uh, forgive me, Nike, just do it. Yeah. it, it a lot, a lot of us spend a great deal of time complaining about our lack of opportunity or if only blank reminds me again of the story uh, Chassie told about Annie and Bach, right, um, that create your art. Create mm. your art. Mm. There, is, there is a great value to doing it and to not be sitting frustrated that no one else is casting you or no one wants to tell your particular story. Um, so create your art. And then the other perhaps more academic side of me is also make sure you're connecting what you're creating to the greater conversations that have happened Why spend your time not uh, reinventing the wheel, I suppose, right, or not changing Mm. the wheel? Uh, Having some sense of the theory and the history that's happened in our discipline, regardless of what that discipline is, is really provocative too, because now you're going back to this historical conversation, not just the missing playwright in the room, but Mm. the whole history of perhaps where these ideas have come from. Mm. So so sometimes uh, we can focus too much on one or the other. If we're not creating anything, it may be hard to find our voice, but if we're not educated in what we're creating, we might be inadvertently doing something that everyone else is doing as well mm-hmm. and may not find its cultural moment.
1: David, beautiful. And yeah. I love that you started off saying, you know, not to quote Nike, just do it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll be honest with you. That's how we are here today. Yeah. Yeah. I always wanted to have a talk show. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, I'll, I'll just do it. I'll improvise one. And, <laughs>
0: and there were many stages found, to get us to where we are today. There that's are. For sure. Just <laughs>